views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Monday morning and welcome to another week of Analyze This here on your NPO station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM. With yours truly, Neville James. Looks kind of dusty outside. We're going to reach out to the weather service down in San Juan to get them to explain what we're really dealing with because there's some thickness in the air. You know what I'm saying? So definitely want to keep an eye on that. Got a great show lineup for today. Of course, we're going to talk about the table talk, talk about some local runnings. I know the Dominican Republic um, had their independence uh, celebration over the weekend. That's a big thing, though, here in the Virgin Islands. Um, table talk starts at 8.20. Yeah, a number of different topics we're going to be touching on, particularly this IVF controversy in, in Alabama. Yeah, we're also going to talk about um, the nation's uh, financial conditions. And all that good stuff. But first, we got the weather service uh, on the line from San Juan. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good morning, Lee Ingalls. Good morning, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. How about you? We're doing well. We're doing well, but it's kind of dusty. Is this Sahara dust? Uh, well, or, 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 <laughs> we have a lot of, um, probably it's mist from the shower activity. Well, you guys don't have shower activity, but um, it's like a cloudiness. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, Puerto Rico and St. Thomas as well. We have a per- very particular weather pattern for this beginning of the week. We have a merging cold front over the area, and that is providing an, a lot of moisture across the area, um, increasing the probability of shower activity. Although the U.S. Virgin Islands didn't see any of these rains in the morning hours. You know, as the day progresses, you guys can see, you know, an increase in cloudiness and increase in passing showers across, especially across the coastal areas of the of the islands. It's not going to be as significant as, you know, comparing to Puerto Rico, but, you know, the, the, the chances are there. So, no, no Saharandos is, is moisture and cloudiness across the area. Okay, so this is this is not Sahara dust. This is moisture well, and cloudiness. There is a big pulse of Sahara dust across the Atlantic Basin right now. Probably, um, you know, it could be particles. But you know, according to the to this to the derived imagery for Gold Sixteen, the satellite, we had a lot of of moisture across the area. That could be combined with the with the Sahara dust particles, but. Uh, it's not it's not enough to you know for the persons to detect it in, in visually. Um, probably it's different you know because we are more you know in the west side here. You guys are more you know fronting the the the, the Atlantic Basin, so probably you guys can see it more. But it's very it's if if there's any particles, it's it's minimal. It's nothing like it's going to create. Um, any any problems in in terms of reducing a shower activity or or you know um, other things that the Saharan particles do. <laughs> now we got some rain over the weekend. Like yesterday, we got some rain. 
Yeah, you guys um, see um, some pockets of showers, uh, especially in the morning hours. The rainfall accumulations were not significant, and right now radar is showing a few showers, specifically across the western sections of St. Croix. But, yeah, last week, last weekend you guys received it, and this week it's it's probably you guys are going to see uh, a showery pattern, especially... Uh, for tomorrow, not 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 too much for today, because the moisture is just coming in into the area, and winds are for, from the northeast. But as the wind moves a little bit more from the east, you guys can see more shower activity. Okay, good. Now, um, this is the dry season. Um, what are, what are we what are we anticipating um, as we head into March? Because um, for, um, February is almost overly. Uh, March 1st is on Friday. Time is flying. Yes. Well, um, the perspective for the for for the next month, including the other three months, because there's a forecast probably stick thin, we are going to be slightly in the normal. So, uh, you know, that means that is if it's a, a dry month, it could be a dry month as well. Uh, we are totally dependable right now from the moisture that comes from the front and some of the, you know, tropical moisture that sometimes comes to the islands. You know, it's not it's, it's not a typical to see tropical waves during that time. So probably it's going to be very normal. Uh, we are not anticipating very dry because, you know, in February we have a few, you know, events. And it was not dry, dry at all. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, in between of we had a, we even have a, um, a wash, a um, flash flood uh, wash in effect for the whole, the, all the islands. So probably we could see uh, something very normal and seasonal for March. Okay, good. Well, uh, quickly, um, marine conditions for beachgoers and our boaters. Yeah, marine conditions are okay seas are rounding between three to five feet and winds are coming from the northeast at 10 to 15 knots um, gusty winds can be possible across the showers over the over the waters because there's a lot of showers and um, for tomorrow and wednesday we're expecting thunderstorm activity and that could create hazardous marine conditions across the coastal areas uh, specifically in the afternoon hours and, and evening hours so boaters and, you know, small craft operators should exercise caution across those areas and also see the weather conditions in the waters before go out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Lee. You and, uh, Enjoy the remainder of the week, and we'll get back to you towards the latter part of the week. Okay. Okay. Have a great day. You too. That's uh, Lee Ingalls uh, joining us uh, from down there uh, in uh, San Juan. Um, of course, uh, it is not Sahara dust, okay? It's moisture there, and uh, one of my co-workers from St. Thomas, they work up at Mountain Top. They sent me uh, some photos. So that fog. That fog is real. I know dog school got to be experiencing it uh, over there in the Caribbean area. Over there on the outside, because I can't even see anything resembling an outline of uh, Western St. John or uh, Eastern St. Thomas, so. It's real, and uh, we'll deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, one of those days. And then I um, should be getting some rain uh, tomorrow uh, as well. Okay? So, uh, like I said yesterday, a nice article uh, in the St. Thomas Source.
um, there was a Dominican Republic Independence Day Parade uh, that was held yesterday. It's typically the last Sunday uh, in February of every year. And they said uh, crowds of people celebrated the Dominican Republic Independence Parade on Sunday afternoon on St. Croix. This is the 15th year the U.S. Virgin Islands has celebrated the Dominican Republic's independence from Haiti in 1844. 180 years. Wow. To each year for at least a day. Virgin Islands get to channel in and experience the culture of the Dominican Republic. They wear colors of red, white, and blue and hold the Dominican Republic flag and support cultural dancers dressed in masks. DJs playing music on decorated floats and synchro majorettes and other dance teams performing a beautiful uh, picture of a, a beautiful little girl here as well. It's the onlookers. Uh, Pack streets take pictures, dance and applaud as the entries make their way to DC Kennecata Ballpark. At the ballpark, food and merchandise vendors, performers, bands, and DJs perform live uh, on stage. Uh, uh, Paregor Luis Miguel said, I always look forward to this time of year because it's great to see when our people can unite and others from the U.S. Virgin Islands community. And they said, the Dominican Republic Independence Day Parade usually takes place the last week in the month of February, right? I noticed that so February is a very uh, active month here in the territory. Extremely active. Of course, you know, it's highlighted by the fair on President's Day weekend. And uh, President's Day can run anywhere from the 15th to the 21st. Right? Because it's the third Monday uh, in February. But before that, we got Mardi Croy, which takes place the weekend before the fair. You got the Orchid Society. They do their annual thing at the St. George Village Botanical Garden the week after the fair. It's already Black History Month. So, it's a good feeling, man. February, of course, you know, this is where you want to be. You know, this time of year, the weather is perfect. Hanging out in the 70s to 80s. Well, of course, on the mainland, it's okay. Uh of Flat out cold uh, in some parts, you know. So, uh, and then you, you got the Dominican Parade. I mean, you know, let's face it, man. This is paradise in many, many ways. Check out, we uh, we uh, enjoy um, exuding the Crucian and St. Tomian and St. Julian hospitality. Uh, this uh, time of the year. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, come one, come all. That's all we got to say. And hopefully while we're here, uh, we go on. Uh, oh, for hopefully while you're here, uh, we go uh, make you feel very, very comfortable. Because like John McCleverty, uh for those of you who don't know that name, right? That's a, that's a great name out that rock. Right? Uh, when I first uh, got into the legislature, he was looking, he looked out for me. They had uh, named me chair of the economic development um, committee. They, they, <laughs> they kind of set me up. Me and Randy going to have a laugh about that in a little while. Uh, they, they had economic development and, 
uh, environmental protection in the same committee. You know what I'm saying? I mean, by it, you know what I mean? I knocked it out. I survived, you know. Uh, and um, but Mr. McCleverty always said, you know, Neville, you know, when you get folks coming here on cruise ships and all that stuff, you know, those are your, your next overnight guests. And uh, so you want to, you know, have a good day so that they could think about coming back for a week or two or buying property, you know what I'm saying, and relocating or at least spending a part of the year you know, here in these parts, right? So that's why it's so important for us that when the tourists, I mean, first of all, we got to love ourselves and take care of ourselves while we're here. I mean, that's, the, that's the priority. Let's make that clear. But when we get tourists here as well, you know, we want to make sure that they're not leaving the territory and going back to the mainland and saying that uh, we didn't show them that natural love that we're good for. You know, check. So it's a time of the year to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Hey, look, I had gotten a text message last week from KC. And uh, and I forgot to mention it. I know Shalita Shang uh, has reminded me, so I appreciate that. The Folk Life Festival, right, taking place this weekend. Okay? Um, it's a Saturday and Sunday thing. Right? Let me see. Today is 26. March 1st is Friday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, March 2nd and 3rd at the Wind Museum. Okay, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay, food and drinks on sale. Activities highlighting uh, Virgin Islands culture. Right, I'm see the list of sponsors here. Diageo, AARP, VI, uh, Vika, 10 Sleepless Nights. Uh, via uh, Landmark Society. Okay, the list goes on and on. So, um, the Folklife Festival uh, taking place uh, this this weekend. Let me see if I go. Okay, in case you send me the image. Okay, here we go. Right? Uh, it looks like the month of March. They got a whole heap of things going on in the month of March. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they got a cultural school tour that's going to take place uh, next week, right? Beginning on the 4th, March 4th to the 8th, right? Claudio Marco School, Sinclair Educational Complex, uh, Sinclair Central High School, Good Hope Country Day School, and Purby Lawson, okay? Those are the five schools that are involved, right? Then you got the Culture Bearers Recognition Award Banquet by invitation only. That's on March 8th. Right, and then on March twelfth, a night of bomba, bamboo, and African dance. Right, that's in Fort Frederick. Okay, so that's a Tuesday event. Okay, Thursday, the fourteenth, Mokolujan, the evolution of the Mokojumbi. Right, Mokolujan. So that's um, I guess Willa Jan gonna be a part of that. Right, so that's the Thursday, the fourteenth, Friday, the fifteenth. Grand quadrille dance at the St. Gerard's Hall. Right, the quadrille uh, mecca here in St. Croix, Don Levy, uh, St. Patrick's School. Right, then you got the cultural school tour at the Charlotte Mali High School. Right, that's in St. Thomas now. Right, we're doing a, we do a St. Croix version from the fourth to the eighth. And then two weeks later, from the 18th to the 22nd, right? We got Charlotte Mali High School, Eudora Ken, 
and All Saints High School. You know where I can high school? All Saints High School. Okay? Look, like you got room for two more schools in St. Thomas. Right? I don't know if they could. Like, we just said, chuck them in. Right? But they got uh, room there. They got three schools and they got five nights over there on the St. Thomas side. Then you got the evolution of Quelbe music. Right? At Fort Christian on Friday the 22nd. That's 7 p.m. By the way, this, the, the uh, quadrille starts at 10 p.m. the week before on the 15th. Okay? And then you got Culture in the Park at the uh, Franklin A. Powell uh, Senior Park in St. John. That's a noon event on Saturday, March 23rd. So you got a whole month of events, uh, 10 sleepless nights uh, for Clay Festival. That is the events calendar. And then later on this year, down in June, we're going to have the uh, panel discussion on U.S. Virgin Islands history on June 29th, right, at the Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts. And then you got the music festival, uh, the outdoor event at the Vaughan Richards Park on July 2nd, and at Quelbe Tramp and Quadrilla Under the Stars, uh, the same location on Emancipation Day on July 3rd. Okay, so uh, Casey had sent me this. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, I had forgotten to uh, articulate this up. A whole lot of events, okay? Beginning this weekend, Folk Life Festival at the Wind Museum on the 2nd and 3rd. Next week, they got a school tour. They got the banquet, right? They got the, uh, on, the on the 8th, you got uh, a night of Bomba, Bamboo, and African dance on the 12th, right? which is a Tuesday. You got Mokolution the Thursday, the 14th. Grand Quadrilla in the middle of the month. The 15th, then you got a cultural school tour in, in, in St. Thomas at the high schools. Charlton Mali High School, Al Saints in the The week of the 18th to the 22nd, Evolution of Quebec Music on the 22nd, the Friday, and then Saturday, Culture in the Park. March, you know what I'm saying? Arguably the greatest month in the calendar. You know? <laughs> Some of us are biased, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we have. So, good start for the show. We'll take a break and come back, uh, table talk. Got a lot of international and national topics we're going to touch on uh, as well. So, be right back after this. tell me we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like jeff bezos he had that big cowboy hat on he looked like like a shrink ray had hit garth brooks <laughs> i'm peter sagel join me as we speak truth to power at least until power agrees to buy us out on wait wait don't tell me from npr saturdays at 1 p.m and sundays at 2 p.m right here on wtjx fm 93.1 your npr station in the virgin Islands. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, a nonprofit community investment checking account, a 24-hour banking cash management platform, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go. There are two locations to serve you, the Bank of St. Croix in Gallows Bay and Bank of St. Croix in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Need details about our nonprofit community investment checking account? Our service specialists are here to help. Bank of St. Croix, 
member FDIC. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. back here on Analyze This, and uh, the table talk is in effect. First of all, let me make it clear. Uh, the ranking member uh, is on assignment, uh, uh, so he's excused for this morning. But let me first uh, introduce uh, my homeboy, my, one of my mentors when I first got into the legislature uh, back in uh, January 2005. Seems so long ago, Ronnie Russell from out of the West, now hanging out in Canaan Ridge. Good morning, sir. Glad to have you on. Good morning. Honorable Neville James. Glad to have you. morning to your wonderful audience. Without a doubt, morning. Pleasure. Glad to have you on this morning. Of course, my good friend who, for some reason, the wires kept crossed. Uh, we never got a chance to serve together, but we always, uh, you know, communicated and uh, had the highest respect for each other. One only Donald Ducks called the handle out of the Capitol uh, in St. Thomas. Good morning, Mr. Majority Leader. How are you? and good morning to the men, because you guys serve as presidents <laughs> of the legislature. I was the lowly majority leader. <laughs> and, uh, good morning to the big and listening audiences throughout the region and the world. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, how the weather in St. Thomas, man? It look, it look foggy over there, man. I got some pictures from Sean up at the mountaintop. You're foggy up there, man. Yeah, it, it, there's fog and there's you can't see anything. Clouds all over. Fog. It looked like uh, one of those days when I was in Kent State, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when you come outside and you can't see nothing. The, you the, know what I mean? the, good old, the good old days up in Kent State, man. Yeah, there's no wind. There's, there's no wind or anything, but it's just, it's just calm and, and foggy and cloud. I can hardly see the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, uh, Ronnie, how, uh, Ronnie give, me a, give me a synopsis. Uh, of what it's like looking out at the, the Caribbean Sea from the north side there. It's beautiful. Um, I am in the valley, so I got... Oh, 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 you're down in the valley? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but, um, but you know, um, I walk. Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, sometimes I walk in the mornings and I get, you know, I go on the scenic drive, up to the scenic drive, and you could see it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the rain was lovely yesterday. Yes, sir. I, I, yes, sir. I, 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 you know, and that that 
reminds us why we live in paradise because we got a mixture of everything but the rain water is, is beautiful because you know those of us who have systems and it works my sister overflow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, wow. hey, hey, you know, Docs, every time I, I talk to Rania, we talk about weather, my mind will always run on, on the big word he used. One time we said deforestation, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we were talking about the impact of uh, the Amazon and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. how um, the sargasm and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we I, don't, I don't think, no, I, I, we, we spoke about this last week, Rani. Uh, it's only as we get older we come to appreciate the elements more, you know, and and realize how important it is that we got to protect and preserve it so that paradise could remain like it is and and, uh, and be better. Exactly, and and I think there's a young wave, young people. There's a lot of young people who who connecting. Yeah, they're more they're, they're more cognizant about yeah. the environment now than we were at their age. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. my daughter. She she part of that. Yes, sir. You know. Yeah. yeah. She's a pilot, right? Yeah, she's a pilot. And the, the the youngest daughter is uh, just finished um undergraduate. Mm-hmm. She was part of that. Um, you know, there's a lady that the Netherlands that started the whole awareness of the environment. I forgot her name, but um, and my daughter when she was in UCF, she joined it, and, and they did. They raised money. They went to give awareness to the public. They did a lot of things about the environment. And it was beautiful because she used to send me these things that she did, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, you're, you're, you're related to the Rolson name, right? Yeah, definitely. Right? He's my uncle. He's an uncle, right? So Henry Rolson. Uh, uh, great uncle, great uncle. Henry Rolson is your great uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and we found out, hey, Doc, remember that day when we found out and they showed that Henry Rolson born in St. John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the Virgin Islands connected all the way through. We, we, go, we, we go fight it all we want. The connectivity is, is historical and real. Yep. 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 It is, it is, it is. Uh, the Virgin Islands is a melted pot, man, and the, the roots run deep. Well, you know, you know, next month. The islands are throughout the, the Caribbean, throughout the Caribbean archipelago. Yeah, ne- ne- next month, next month is um, maybe VI Black History Month, right? So, yeah. so I bring in, I, I work and I bring in the historians to include Gerard Emanuel and Malik Siku and all that stuff, so we could have some truly deep conversations here uh, on the table talk. So I know I'm gonna look forward to that, you know, okay. because we got connectivity uh, all over the place, uh, and and without a doubt, you know, when it comes to uh, history. Education and articulation, we hold our own with anybody, right? The records uh, highlight that. Yeah, Docs? When you came on earlier this morning after the report, you spoke about the Dominican Republic's uh, separation from... Uh, That's a part of that as well. Yeah, man. And, you know, a lot of us from the... Uh, our parents migrated down to the Dominican Republic, so, you know, that route spread all the way down there in terms of San Pedro de Macarista yes, sir. and yes, sir. in Santo Domingo where yeah. and, we went to walk. And Cuba. Yeah. And Cuba. Yeah. R- Rani, and, pa- and Panama. And, correct, and Panama. R- Rani, uh, our, our roots uh, as it relates to the history of the Caribbean, not just the Virgin Islands, right? Um, 
clearly, if Alexander Hamilton was born in Nevis and found his way over to St. Croix, right? That means that there had to have been some serious level of communication going on back then, Rani Russell. Absolutely. And not only communication, open migration. Oh, yes. I like that. Yes. Yes. yes I like that. And, and, yeah. and that is what built for us in the Virgin Islands this melting pot from people from all over. You know, um, uh, William Great House has some good, you know, historical documents. Mm hmm. And I checked it, you know, I checked stuff from my grandmother. I mean, my grandmother is a descendant of a, you know, a slave. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the key here is that though a lot of those people that migrated here, migrated here because of the sugarcane boom for the Danish West Indies. And everybody moved according to where the economic activity was great. And during that period, <clears throat> I first, 50 years, 1800 to 1850. Sinkwai was really like a breadbasket and a, a sugar cane boom. That's why we have so much, you know, uh, sugar mills across the, the, the island. So, you know, um, that migration was crucial. And, and they migrated just freely because, you know, getting on a boat and, and get, getting work and that kind of thing. So my uncle, uncle, uh, we used to call him Uncle Hank. Uh, uh, that is Henry Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, and my grandmother have an older sister that migrated to Santo Domingo. And, and that, that place in Santo Domingo where a lot of Virgin Islanders migrated in the early 1900s. And, you know, so it really is a, a, a melting pot, uh, the Caribbean of a lot of different people, but they migrated and they communicated and they know, uh, you know, their roots as, as they're protected. They, they know their roots. My grandmother know her, you know, roots. So, you know, they know. No, 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 docs. You, you, you got the best of both worlds, you know, because your situation is literally identical to that of Alexander Hamilton, right? <laughs> yes. Barney Nevis and come to the Virgin Islands, right? It, it would have been perfectly identical if you had come to St. Croix, but you come to St. Thomas and St. Croix, St. Thomas, which are one, right? But in reading, right, uh, uh, part of his childhood, they say that uh, he received individual tutoring and classes in a private school led by a Jewish headmistress. Um, docs, the the... I know that here in the Virgin Islands, we've had our owners uh, from different countries and all that stuff. But folks from Europe, the European uh, um, area have been coming down to the Caribbean for centuries, man. Jewish head, headmistress, uh, dog school? Yeah, well, the thing about it is, remember uh, European colonization, right? Yes. And, and these guys had colonies throughout the Caribbean, throughout the archipelago, the Spanish, the Spanish, the Spanish, look mm -hmm. at St. Croix. With its with its seven flags yeah. and so the colonization mm -hmm. uh, and plant that's the slavery and plantation. You are moving uh, property from one island to the next to support the economy, like Granny said over there in Saint Croix. As a matter of fact, my first family uh, members that I know of came to Saint Croix. Well, well, Granny and I are not surprised enough because this is the yeah. conduit. You know what I mean? 
came through St. Croix and then uh, to St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mother uh, was in St. Croix in 1956. Wow. And then, you know, we went back to Nevis. I was born. And then she came back to St. Thomas while one of my aunts was in St. Croix. As a matter of fact, one of my uncles worked at Hess when Hess was being constructed. Yeah, so that, that had to have been 65, wrong there? 64, 65, 65? And, yeah. then, and, and then the refinery opened in 66. Yeah. And I spent some time with him over there in Peterrest. Yes, sir. You know? Hey, Ronnie, the man, the man talking like the man, the man talking like he know about over here, man. Over here, nice man. <laughs> yeah, I spent yes. some time over there in Peter S. with him. Yeah. When, when, he, when he was walking with him. So, because one of the things, remember, at that point in time, children of banded aliens couldn't go to, 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 uh, to, Pub, to public schools, correct. So, my mother had sent me over to St. Croix over there, and then I come back and I went to, uh, Bentley Thomas School before that that great decision, you know. Where where where, where was Bentley Thomas School? Educate me and 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 the, uh, the listeners. It was, it was Bethel Baptist. It was up Hospital Ground. Hospital Ground. Okay, around the field. Okay. The field. Yeah. yeah. Above above the above the old hospital. Okay. Uh, up up there. That that's where that's where it was. And, uh, and, and hold on, Rani. This was a this was an Evans thing, right? That became yeah. uh, it was a Governor Evans thing, and and George Christian, right? Almer Christian played a part in that, right? Absolutely, yeah. he was the judge that sat on the bench and yeah. made that decision when uh, I, I brought out of St. Croix again, who challenged, yeah, challenged the rule that you paying tax, you you walking and paying tax, and your children have to go to school. No, no, something was fundamentally wrong with that. But one of the arguments that 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 uh, um, Governor Evans made, Ronnie, was that we got this migration going now. We need greater support from the federal government. Absolutely, and I think he got it. Yeah. Um, because um, he was touted as a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. Yeah. You know, people, you know, assume titles Republican, the Democrat to their own. But, but you know, back then, Ronnie, in, in the 70s, the Republican Party was a heavy head, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. uh, Republican and ICM. For those of you who don't know, um, while we are currently in 2024, in a in a in a democratic dominated um, uh, electorate from a registration standpoint and a representation for the first sixteen years of self governance, we did not have a democratic governor. We had Republican, ICM, and Independent, which uh-huh. is. But since then, it's been just a complete dominance for the most part. Um, the only eight years we've had since eighty six or eighty seven, depending on how you want to do the election year or the so we're in a year with the four years for Schneider and the four years for MAP. Ever since, uh, outside of that, uh, we're looking at, what, 32 years of, uh, of Democratic uh, governors, right? Eight with Farley, eight with Turnbull, eight with DeYoung, and, and, Cov- um, and uh, Governor Bryan in his sixth year or so. Um, and when you finish out uh, his uh, second term, uh, it'll be 32 years. So uh, back then, Ronnie, the, the electorate won't really, even though you are, you are registered, a certain way, um, uh, people would vote how they want to vote, and that goes way back, 50 years. Yeah, there was an independence of the voter. Yeah, a, men- uh, a mental independence. independence. Yeah, yeah, mental independence. Yeah. And, they, and, and, and there was accountability. Oh, yeah. That, you see, and that is what we're lacking now, you know. Um, we're lacking some accountability. We We can't muster the kind of, 
not resistance, but uh, what you call constructive criticism mm-hmm. to leaders now, how it was done back then. That's why the Senate had, you know, it had its turmoil, but it represented different groups of people. But, but you would and, think, and, you would think, yeah. Ronnie, right, that, that accountability would be greater today with, with the access the information informa- uh, access to information with the internet and all that stuff. But it looked like it, it got in the reverse. It got in the reverse. And, and that is, I was talking to somebody uh, when I was preparing for the show. And, you know, the Trump era of uh, a disdain <laughs> for the rule of law mm-hmm. has permeated the whole globe. These men in France, in all the countries, you know, it's a disdain for the rule of law, and then you know a disrespect for leaders who are elected. Like they don't want democracy no more. Mm-hmm. Electing, yeah. So it, it, it's it's and it's permeated our culture here. You know, so that it's hard to be critical of the people in leadership because they have the power to retaliate in many ways, and people are afraid. So you know, I think you know we 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 going through a rough time now with democracy and you know we have to adjust ourselves and we will i think we will and i think the constitution is the way to do it you know so well yeah we, we had a great conversation about that uh last week that was well received so by the way docs you and um and Dwayne henry uh take, uh-huh. take a bow with that one because uh the the, the post show reviews uh were, were, were good there but but back to the hamilton uh connection um um you're absolutely correct right absolutely correct um, <clears throat> when you look at our history, right, and, and we've had what the, the the Spaniards, the English, the Dutch, the Knights of Malta. We didn't even reached to, Dan- to, to to Denmark yet, right? Uh, and and England. Those were the first five, right? And that was what late fourteen hundred, mostly fifteen, sixteen hundreds, right, yeah, up until yeah, the seventeen hundreds, yeah. and and then that's when uh, Denmark came into the fold up until the eighteen hundreds, right? And, and not at now, up to the early 1900s, right? So uh, our history is rich. So I'm not surprised that uh, we've had impact uh, globally, definitely regionally and hemispherically. Um, and the Virgin Islands needs uh, to take a backseat to no one as it relates to our uh, collective brilliance and, um, and aptitude. So we'll take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about the Ukrainian invasion, a two-year anniversary, unfortunately, uh, on Saturday. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, but it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. mornings we're here for you with weekend edition two hours of news interviews new music new books 
rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sangle. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Back here, analyze this uh, great discussion. Uh, we got Donald Duff School, uh, the handle, joining us from the Capitol, and we got uh, Ronnie Russell, um, Frank Kane, and Rich uh, joining us this morning from here on St. Croix. Um, uh, Rocky Laywood uh, is uh, on assignment on excuse. Good morning, once again, gentlemen. You know, um, <clears throat> we look at this Ukrainian invasion. I remember when we first had this discussion uh, in February, late February of uh, 2022, and um, we were disappointed that uh, here we are, right, uh, in the in the twenty first century. Um, I start with Ronnie, and um, some thirty years before that, thirty two, I think to be exact, you had Ronald Reagan telling Gorbachev, right, knock down that wall, bring down that wall, right, and it opened Russia, right, um, the, the, formerly the Soviet Union. Uh, communist country um, to the free market and we have it took 30 years for the cycling back to wanting to be a, the dominant force and using its military and and invading uh, Ukraine uh, now we are we got a, a local show that's what this show is right uh, analyze this but our field uh, is is for impact and one would have to be totally out to lunch to not uh, uh, see the impact of this Ukrainian invasion as it relates to um, the cost of living. Ronnie, I, I'm gonna go. One, I'm go back to the one year update, a one year update story. Then I'm gonna come to the to the to the two year story. Most recently, it said one year of the war in Ukraine leaves lasting scars on the global economy. And they highlighted um, a, a, a section of this article where they said the war has contrib- con- contributed to volatile and elevated commodity and energy prices, which exacerbated food shortages and stoked inflation in many regions 
across the world. Ronnie, we can't deny, we, we were already in an energy crisis. So our situation, I remember it took forever. I remember we were waiting to get the the the, uh, the infrastructure for the um, for the Watchillas, uh from the European uh, continent down here uh, in, in the Virgin Islands. You'd have to be naive uh, to think that what's taking place in the Ukraine ain't impacting us here in the territory, Ronnie. Absolutely. And since the market has moved to a global market. That's a good point. Where everything is intertwined. It's not you got separate market in the United States and then Europe is separate and then Asia. No, everybody is globally linked because of technology. Okay, so technology globally link us. So anybody who has war, whether it's Sudan, whether it's Yemen, Afghanistan, uh, Israel, and now Russia, it impacts, they impacts us directly. And the one in Russia, especially the Ukraine, is significant because, uh, you know, it involves a lot of natural gas and natural products that we need mm -hmm. and that Europe needs to produce, you know. So uh, when you import a Mercedes Benz from uh, Germany, and then it costs him the Germans a lot of money to build a Mercedes-Benz. Buying a Mercedes-Benz here in the U.S. is impacted. So the whole globe. And, and, and the problem we have in as, as Americans and, and Virgin Islanders, um, the policies of the United States regarding all these global you know, conflicts is mixed. You know, it's mixed. Some, you know, sometimes that Israeli thing is, is out of hand. And we have a lot of people here that could, could would say it because, um, and then in Ukraine, the United States Congress is, is not, not really on board with supporting Ukraine and the Ukraine-Russian uh, thing. And they, they, kill, they kill the man that was standing up for the people, Navalny. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, they... they they you know, they they exterminate a lot of people, but they kill the leader that would bring balance in Russia, and so it's really a very difficult time for America to choose sides and to choose the right way to 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 support democracy, which is the reason why America is involved in all of these conflicts because they support the people's right to vote for who they're going to be, who's going to be the leader. So it, we, we face a lot of things uh, because of that war, you know, a lot. And Docs, uh, we, we talk about this uh, on a regular basis, right? And Randy touched on it with, as, as being a part of this global marketplace, the movement of literally everything via technology. Um, we got to be cognizant of what's going on, even if it's um, way to the north and somewhat uh, to the east. We definitely have to. Uh, you go back to Ukraine and, and Russia. A lot of wheat over there in Ukraine and the traveling and the, the, the movement of wheat into the, the motherland, into Africa, because of all the starvation and how they have destroyed the, the agricultural uh, powers over there. These countries are dependent on this wheat coming out of uh, Ukraine. So that impact that 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 form for those people over there. For us over here, the traveling of 
good. I'm going to the Suez Canal, Panama Canal, coming to this side of the world is impacted. How long it takes to get stuff to market, the supply chains shut down, which now bring about here in, 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 in America the cost of living going up, right? And it impacts us. And, and that is where the, the Biden presidency uh, basically decided that we are now going to have to invest back here in America with the, the CHIPS Act, right? Now, look now, I, I don't think any of us could have imagined how monstrous that chip act turned out to be, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I, as it relates to keeping the economy thriving here and yeah. here and this yeah. side of the yeah. this side of water. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the other thing is that the, the, the America started to produce more oil, so that that is where they're saying that the cost of of, 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 of fuel came down because our dependency on the foreign market that was that is impacted with the war. We had to start. We had to come home, and and that is where that is where we are trying to stymie the the impact of the war over there. But we feel it in our supply chain. We feel it very much. Mm-hmm. And like I said, here in the Virgin Islands, coming home, ninety percent of what we consume here comes from away, right? Over ninety percent. So, Correct. Yeah, well, more, I, I'm being I'm being very very conservative. Yeah, you're, you're, you're being moderate. You're, you're being moderate this morning. Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, that impact in terms of spending, and you go into the supermarket and you see the impact of that, it <clears> is problematic. So it is all connected, man. It is all connected. You can't get away from it. And then, uh, Rani, um, this thing hits home. Uh, in another way, where I'm looking at an article uh, from just after the invasion in April of 2022, where uh, your colleague Russell Pitt, right? Yes. Out of Saint Thomas, uh, he's actually married to a young a young lady from Russia. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yes. she's here. She's a she's a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so this this ain't just what we watching it on the news and all that stuff. For some people, they're right in the house. Yeah, and. They, that shows how connected everything is, mm-hmm. you know. How small the world could be. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody in Russia could, could put a... And they probably can't do it now because Russia has sent mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. Facebook is global. Yeah. And, you know, these things these things happen. I remember clearly um, when the Egypt uh, had its uprising... We saw pictures uh, from Facebook from Egypt, but it's it's a global situation, Neville and Docs, and we have to be cognizant of that because uh, we are impacted. Without, without a doubt, now you mentioned the situation in uh, in the Middle East, and that has significant political ramifications, right? Because uh, the way with our uh, electoral college. And and if you got uh, a dog school like the state of Michigan, where you have a lot of folks um, who uh, are Muslims, 
that live in that state and that's a swing state that could flip a state at any time if if, if it don't work out the right way and people and, and certain voting blacks don't believe they're getting a fair shake as it relates to support well people right now in michigan uh people of uh palestinian descent yeah palestinian well, well, well the arab the arab community the across arab the board community, yeah when they go to vote in the Democrat, they ain't voting for Biden, they're voting uncommitted. Uncommitted, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a push for that. Yeah. Politically, it, 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 it's a serious impact. And Michigan is the next is the next state. Well, basically, it's Super Tuesday, which is coming up. But yeah. you, you, that, when, you, when you look at that and you analyze what is going to happen, you've got to look at the impact of Michigan because electoral college, electoral votes, it's critical. Without, without a doubt. I, I, and, and, Rani, I, I'm starting to sense, right, that people are forgetting completely about Hamas now or no? Because the level of invasion and attacks coming from the Israeli side to Palestine look like a Trumpin who actually started, no pun intended, by the way, who actually started this thing back in October last year, which is Hamas. Yeah. And the reason... That is a good assessment of what's happening in the village because you ain't got to kill 25,000 people. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You, you, you come on, man. Yeah. And over 20. And, and people, you know. Well, you know what it is, right? Netanyahu knows that he was negligent or no? And he's trying yeah. to make up for it, you know what I mean, by abusing by, by yeah. this excessive force. But yes. but but losing one life is one too many. These people, what were these people? Right? But you're right, I know. And you, you you told us on the show, you no, know, they came about because of war, you know, so they don't know any other way. You're right yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and the the issue that America faces and and Biden, and you know, um, <clears throat> clearly he has made a choice, and the ramifications of it in the election, he might feel some of it. Um, I, I was hoping that he would back off of that undying support of Israel and say, "Listen, we just want fairness in the territories." And uh, but, but, but I, I think I, I think his thinking was, "Well, if I make an argument for humanitarian aid, then they're gonna ease the political pressure that I gonna receive." But Netanyahu undermining that exactly with how and, with, with, with the kind of force he's using. Um, it, 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 and, and, and his public declaration that there can be a, a, a two-state uh, uh, reality going forward, which to me is so selfish and 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 just it got wickedness to it, Rani, Rani and Ducks. What, 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 what is it about Palestinians that they can't live in that part of the world? Come on now. But, but the, the thing about it, that in 1948, when the Zionist movement over it, they decided to put the state of Israel and create the state of Israel and Palestinian land. Exactly. Okay, and the, the, the thing about it is that what we see with Netanyahu, Netanyahu was in political danger. He is facing charges, right? Mm -hmm. And he's trying to, 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 to prove to the people and the Knesset over there that, that he is for Israel at all costs. He would decimate and destroy the Palestinian for his own self-aggrandizement. In, 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 yes. in, in the name of being 100% pro-Israel, which is crazy. Yeah. And that is that is what is happening, and it is crazy. And when you're destroying hospitals, man, 
Yes, sir. Just, just bombing hospitals that provide care and all. I mean, it, it has re- reduced to demonism. That's what I look at it as, man. These guys are demons, man, in order to, to, to perpetuate this thing. And it takes us way back. And I, I continue telling you know us here on the top. For Biden, the two issues that I see impacting viral tree, the age issue, the border issue, and this constant support of Israel, I think... Uh, are going to be thorns in, the, in in his side as we go forward. And the Republicans are going to be pushing that. Ukraine, uh, sending money over to Ukraine again, the, the, this support of dictators that 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 this side of the, the, the politics is pushing Neville and Rani is where he, 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 he has to be able to show some fortitude. But not only that, uh, as we head to the break, Ronnie, his biggest problem is people People believe the, the media is so manipulated they don't know what to believe because one of the arguments Netanyahu making is Hamas hiding in the hospitals. That's the reason why we got to go there. This is crazy. Yeah, you know, Neville and Docs and people, there is, you know, fairness. People attached to fairness you know, and America has attempted in its judiciary to construct fairness in the judiciary so that people could feel that the rule of law controls and what has happened is that uh, Trump, who is, wants to be a dictator, has influenced a lot of people. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of mentality um, to destroy... We, a democracy to support Putin. We, we'll take a break and, and I know there and pick it up right there when you come back, Ronnie. Yes, we'll be yes, back yes. right after this. Yes. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. An American experience. The story of three black diplomats. The State Department had the well-deserved reputation of being extremely elitist. Pale, male, and Yale. Who broke racial barriers. fact of the matter was, they could never conceive that a black man could ever be an ambassador. It is hard to do the work of America when you have been Jim Crowed by your own government. The American Diplomat on American Experience. Tune in March 7th at 9 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. 